Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Why is it that worry sneaks into our minds when we know it's unproductive? Pastor Greg Laurie says worry can actually be harmful. Listen to this. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Worry doesn't make things better. Worry actually makes things worse. This is the day when the lost are found. Experts say when you find yourself in a hole with no way out, step one is to stop digging. We often find ourselves with our backs against the wall and things are a mess and we can't see any clear way out. So we worry, thinking these mental gymnastics might actually help us find the answer. But that only makes the problem worse. On a new beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie explains that faith is a path that leads to the Lord's help. But faith and worry are mutually exclusive. Okay, I heard about a lady who was lonely and she wanted someone to talk to. So she thought, maybe I'll get a talking parrot. So she went down to the pet store and said, do you have any parrots that talk? And the pet store manager said, oh ma'am, I have the perfect parrot. This parrot chatters nonstop. You'll love this bird. So she bought the bird, got the cage, took it home. A week and a half passes. She comes back to the pet store to the manager and said, that bird you sold me, he doesn't talk. The man said, well ma'am, did you buy the parrot a mirror? Parrots love mirrors. And if they can see their reflection, they'll chatter away. So she bought a mirror, took it home. Another week and a half passes and she returns to the pet store and says to the manager, the parrot still hasn't said a single word. He said, ma'am, did you buy him a swing? Parrots love swings. And if you give him a swing, he'll talk endlessly. So she bought a swing, took it home. Another week and a half passes and she returns back and says, that parrot still isn't talking. Wait, he said, do you have a ladder for the parrot? They love the ladder in the cage to go up and down. He'll talk away if you get him a ladder. So she got him a ladder, took it home. Another week passes. She returns back to the pet store. She says, not only did that parrot not talk, the parrot actually died. He said, oh no. Did he ever say anything? She says, as a matter of fact, right before he died, he did finally speak. And the pet store manager said, ma'am, tell me, what did the parrot say? She said, the parrot said, don't they have any food down at that pet store? Mm. Yeah, you know, the problem is, is she had her priorities all out of whack. She was missing the obvious. And that is what worry does. That's why I want to talk to you in this message about worry. You know, the Bible tells us to not be anxious about anything or not worry about anything, as we'll see in our text before us in a moment. And that word means to be pulled in different directions. That's what fear and worry will do in your life. Your hope will pull you in one direction. Your fears will pull you in the other. And you find yourself focusing on the wrong things and missing the point like that lady with a bird that didn't talk. 
You know, I think you can feel the worry in the air right now during this coronavirus epidemic, this pandemic, really. As the experts warned us, uh, we had national panic sweep our nation because we were told, oh, our, our hospitals are gonna be overrun and, and millions of people are going to die and then we don't have enough masks and we don't have enough ventilators and, and we're all in a national panic. Well, now that things are finally starting to calm down, we have a whole new set of worries. Am I gonna have a job to go back to when I can work again? Uh, Will I get the coronavirus if I go back to work? One expert said, quote, coronavirus has caused a mass emotional event in our lives. We've all experienced it collectively. According to recent research, this pandemic is causing strong negative emotions for most Americans and prescriptions for antidepressants are up. The use of anti-anxiety and insomnia medication has increased. And it's even worse than that. I just heard from a nurse that works in the pediatric ICU at a hospital and she said we have so many suicides among young people. So there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear in the air right now. Now somebody watching me might be saying, wow, you know, I kind of tuned in to get some hopeful words and I was feeling pretty good till you started speaking and now I'm totally stressed out. Well, that's why I want to share some hopeful words with you from the scripture. Uh, this is the last message in a series we've been doing called Quarantine Life. We've all been experiencing that together, haven't we? And these are the words of the Apostle Paul to the believers in Philippi. He was under house arrest. Why? Well, he had appealed to Caesar. He had been preaching the gospel. He was arrested. And as a Roman citizen, he had the right to appeal to Caesar. So now he's waiting uh, an appearance before the leader of Rome. But it's a very uncertain future. Uh, he didn't know if he was gonna be acquitted or beheaded. And plus there were some believers that were divided. Some were for Paul, some were against him. So he could be super stressed out. But instead of worrying, Paul is rejoicing and living in great peace. Instead of complaining, he gives to us the secret of victory over worry. Don't you want to know what that secret is? I'm going to give it to you right now. No charge. Look at your Bible. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Paul writes these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, or another way to translate that is don't worry about anything, but in everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So here's point number one if you're taking notes. The believer should not worry. The believer should not worry. Why? Because worrying is simply not a productive thing to do. In fact, when we worry, it's really a failure on our part to trust God. It's interesting that the word worry comes from a word that can translate out to to choke. That's what worry does. It sort of chokes you. 
you know, a while ago my grandkids and I were playing and we were sort of wrestling a little bit and they were like choking me from behind and, and one of them jumped on my back and was hanging on my neck and I said, okay, get off now. And they really enjoyed it. And they came over the next time and they said, Papa, that's what they call me, can we choke you again? Uh, no, Papa wants to live to give another sermon someday. And that's what worry does. It just chokes you out. It creates a mental and emotional strangulation in your life. It doesn't make things better. Worry actually makes things worse. Because when you worry about the future, you cripple yourself in the present. Listen to this. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Let me repeat that. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There's an old fable that is told of the day that death went to visit a certain town. And as death was walking in, a man stopped death and said, what are you doing? Death said, I'm gonna go into that town and I'm gonna take a 100 lives today. The man said, that's horrible. And he ran ahead of death and warned everybody that death was coming. As the day came to an end and the sun was setting, the man met death again and said, you said you were only going to take a 100 lives, but a 1,000 people died. What happened? Death said, I kept my word. I only took a 100. Worry took the rest. And that's how worry works in our life. So the believer should not worry. Glad you've joined us today for a very practical new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And we're listening to the final presentation in his Quarantine Life series. Let's continue. It's called The Cure to Worry. Listen to this point number two. If you're taking notes, instead of worrying, I should rejoice. Instead of worrying, I should rejoice. Look at Paul's words, Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Know this, rejoicing is a scriptural command. It's, it's not a suggestion. You are commanded to rejoice. Let me take it a step further. To fail to rejoice is actual disobedience to God. Now notice it says rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. You don't have to rejoice in your circumstances. I think sometimes Christians think that whatever happens they should rejoice in it. Oh I'm so thankful that I just wrecked my car. I'm so thankful uh, that uh, I found out I'm very sick. No. Here's what you say. I'm so thankful that despite the fact that I wrecked my car and I'm sick, God is still on the throne and He still loves me. I'm so thankful that God, according to Romans 8, 28, can cause all things to work together for good to those that love the Lord. So that's what it means. Rejoice in the Lord, not merely in your circumstances. You know, I think a lot of people just take themselves a bit too seriously. They're always a downer. And have you noticed people love to judge you now, on social media especially. If you post a photo, they'll, they'll comment, 
what about social distancing? Why aren't you wearing a mask? You know, and people are just very negative right now and, and very critical right now. And, and there's a lot of division right now. You know, I think when this virus first hit and we heard all of the scary news, we, we pulled together, we did our part, we sheltered in place. And, and now that we're beginning to be able to go out again, people are upset and they're angry and now everything seems to be dividing along political lines and maybe we're more divided than we have ever been. So it's good to just lighten up a little bit. You know, the Bible says that when you have a relationship with God, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Solomon writes in Proverbs 15, 15, a cheerful heart is a continual feast. So rejoice. That's what Paul is saying. Look, gang. He's saying, loose paraphrase, look, gang. If anyone can be depressed, it's me. If anyone can be down, it's me. If anyone's facing an uncertain future as I write these words, it's me. But here's what I'm saying to you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. As we come to this last message in this series, there are three steps you need to take if you want to find the cure to worry. Write this down. Number one, it's right praying. That's verses six to seven. Number two, right thinking. That's verse eight. And finally, right living. That's verse nine. Right praying, right thinking, right living. Let's start with the first one. Right praying. The next time you're tempted to worry, pray instead. We need to get into the habit of turning to God when we feel worry approaching and develop what we might call a conditioned reflex. Okay, let me compare a natural reflex to a conditioned reflex. A natural reflex um, is what I immediately feel without even being told I should feel it. For instance, if I put my hand in fire, I immediately pull my hand back, because why? It's hot and it hurts, right? That's a natural reflex. A conditioned reflex is something I learned to do. For instance, if I'm at a sporting event, remember those when we used to go to sporting events? And someone's gonna sing the, the national anthem. What do we do? We all stand. We stand out of respect for our nation, or if we are giving the Pledge of Allegiance, we put our hand over our heart. We learn to do that. That wasn't natural. That is what you would call a conditioned reflex. Think about when you first learned how to drive a car. Remember what that was like? You were so excited. And then you got behind the wheel of this vehicle and there's so many things to remember. And I don't know why, but I learned to drive on a stick shift car instead of an automatic transmission. It's hard enough with an automatic transmission, but all the shifting and the clutch and the brake and you, you hit the brake instead of the clutch and, and the gears are grinding and all these things you have to think about. And then you're coming to turn and you go, oh, I have to turn my signal on, you know, and you turn it on. Now I have to turn it off and all these things. Now you just get in your car, you don't even think about it. It's because you've developed what you would call a condition reflex. You, you know how to drive now. Okay, so now let's apply this to worry. When trouble comes our way, and it does, doesn't it? When bad news comes our way, when something scary happens, our first inclination, our natural reflex, if you will, is to worry. Oh no, worry, panic. But here's what you need to teach yourself to do. We'll call this a learned reflex. You pray instead. So the moment you start to panic, you turn your panic into a prayer. You turn your worry into worship. 
You turn to God immediately. That is what Paul is telling us that we should do. Develop this conditioned reflex and put the matter in the hands of God. What does he tell us to do in this cure for worry? In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. In everything by prayer. We pray about the big stuff. Don't forget the little stuff. Because little problems can turn into big problems. Especially if they're neglected. Maybe you think oh I can handle this and this will never be a problem for me. And one day it's a big problem. Uh, little things turn into big things. Think about David and Goliath. Now we call Goliath a giant. He wasn't a mythical character. He was just a big dude. That's all. Think about this though. Goliath wasn't always a giant. He once was a little baby. I bet he was a big baby though, right? Nobody ever wanted to change Goliath's diapers. I did it last time. You do it. Yeah. So the little baby turned into a giant. That's how those little sins can be. They get bigger and bigger. So we need to remember in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. Number three, when you pray instead of worry and you rejoice instead of panic you will have God's supernatural peace. Let me say that again. When you pray instead of worry and when you rejoice instead of panic you will have peace. Look at Philippians 4, 7. Paul writes, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Paul uses a military term here for guard. He's saying God's peace will literally stand guard around your heart and protect you if in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving you let your request be made known to God. It's as though Sergeant Peace has been assigned to watch over you. So when you go to sleep at night, when you lay your head on that pillow and your mind is flooded with worry, you can say, Lord, I cast all of my care upon you because your word tells me that you care for me and you can experience the peace of God that passes human understanding. You see, it will stand guard over the two areas of your life that cause worry. That's the heart, our emotions, our wrong feelings, and over our mind, that's the wrong thinking. So if you want to overcome worry, it starts with right praying. Pastor Greg Laurie with some good practical insight today on how we can avoid worry in our lives. Well, next time we'll hear further encouragement during our moments of despair about quoting the Word of God to ourselves to remind us of what is true. Hope you can join us again next time, right here on A New Beginning. copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Cure to Worry. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 